It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the NBA fanatic, got Jay Smoove in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Smoove, here we go. NBA Wednesday. We're going to go ahead. We're going to highlight one game. That game's going to be between the Nets and the 76ers. And then I have a pick that I'm going to give out here in the Magic and the Bulls game. We also want to talk for a couple minutes about Jamal Murray, his injury, and the impacts we feel that the Denver Nuggets are going to end up having to face. I want to save your game. I want to save my game. Why don't we go ahead and we just talk Murray? You know, you're more of a player guy, Smooth. You understand, you know, what the loss of, you know, a particular player is going to do for a team or, you know, the insertion of a particular player you know how that's going to help um, this team you know my gut feeling the Nuggets just man like they 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 felt to me man like we talked about these guys probably about a week ago and I'm like man that's an ugly five-headed monster I don't think anybody wants to see you know with Barton with Murray you know you got Jokic out there Um, they just got five guys that can go ahead and play with Gordon and Porter I felt like that was a team that you know could really upset and push teams You know, maybe it'd be the Lakers or the Clippers, you know, maybe like a game seven, maybe even upset those teams. But right now, man, with Murray being out, just my my knee jerk, you know, fanboy kind of reaction. I just feel like there is no way that that team is going to be able to recover and and really make any noise in the playoffs. I feel like maybe now they're a first round exit. I don't think you could lose a guy like Murray. Uh, You and I, we go through and we do our you know, our player ratings when we, you know, we attach points to, you know, the line. And I feel like Murray is probably worth pretty close to two points. And that's going to end up resulting in, you know, games lost. And as of right now, you know, the the, the Nuggets were, were rather hot. I think what they win like eight out of their last 10, but they've lost their last two. And I feel like that team probably smooth and you could agree or disagree. Like, they were really, like, surging in the right direction. Like, they had to feel good about each other. More than likely, you know, they probably end up with, you know, maybe with Jokic with the, you know, league MVP. Murray was hitting his stride. They got new guys coming in. Everybody, it just, it, it, it turned into a very quick, well-oiled machine and a very scary one uh, for a lot of teams, I felt like, in the West. But right now, man, I can't even move the Nuggets past the first round. I feel like that loss is just so massive mentally that I could see the Nuggets kind of crumbling here, coming down the stretch. And I think, you know, right now they sit in, what, the fourth or the fifth seed. I wouldn't be shocked if they end up, you know, having to deal with maybe even a playing game. So for me, I don't want anything to do with the Nuggets. I don't want anything to to do with the Nuggets. Certainly on Wednesday night, they have to play the Heat, and uh, they're laying four points at home. So mentally, I just don't feel like the Nuggets will be there, you know, even in this particular game, let alone – you know, the rest of the season. But how you feel about the Murray loss for the Nuggets? 100% agree. Obviously, it's a devastating injury for the Nuggets and, you know, even more so for Jamal Murray. Um, just was watching that game and, you know, watching how it happened and, you know, him going down. It's, it just, you know, looked bad. And, you know, the team just looked, um, you know, dejected and, you know, energy and the, the momentum, you know, just zapped out of the team because, you know, Jamal Murray's not only a, you know, not only a great talent, you know, a great young point guard in the league, but he's one of the cornerstone, you know, pieces, you know, for the Nuggets, uh, you know, been there, you know, as long as he's been there and helped, you know, turn that team into, you know, the type of contender that they are with him and him and Jokic being like the, the more, you know, solid uh, foundational pieces. 
And, you know, just to, you know, have him tear his ACL and be out for the rest of the season obviously kills all, kills all hope in terms of being any type of legit contender. He was, you know, their main ball handler. You know, he's a elite playmaker, a scorer, you know, as we've seen um, what he was able to showcase in the bubble. And he was, you know, looking like he was getting back to that form, you know, as the end of the season came near as we got closer to the playoffs. And, you know, just feel bad for him, feel bad for the team. You know, hope he's doing all right mentally, just knowing as a former player, you know, injury like that, you know, is devastating. You really got to, you know, worry about, you know, the mental state of a uh, mental state of the player, you know, at that point in time with him playing as well as he was playing and looking forward to, you know, build on his playoff run, you know, from last year. But, yeah, I just think that this kills all hope, you know, for the Nuggets, you know, this year and, you know, possibly next year because the injury, you know, him missing time, you know, is going to run into next year as well. So just got to worry about the Nuggets, you know, future moving forward. You know, they got a lot of, you know, pieces, you know, to, to move around and things like that. So, yeah, it's just a devastating blow for to a Nuggets team that was really playing really well after they acquired, you know, Aaron Gordon, you know, winning, I think, seven or eight straight, you know, before they just lost their last two. So I, I agree with you. This is this takes the Nuggets out of for me as well. Now, maybe I was being a little critical with saying like they would get like a first round exit because you had brought up a good point the other day. You know, when you were talking about Aaron Gordon and he said, you know, sleep Gordon, maybe he was just not playing well when he, because he was with Orlando and, you know, the players that they had around him. And you felt like, you know, that this probably was a far better environment from him and smooth. Like we've seen this guy, Gordon, like, I mean, he he's played well before, like where he like, it was like, well, there's that Aaron Gordon dude that that's that elite player. And I think you would agree with me. He has that type of talent. Maybe he was just on the wrong team. But right now it looks like Monte Morris is going to step in, maybe a Campazzo, uh, PJ Dozier. Could we could we ask those guys to, you know, pick up I don't want to say where Murray left off because that's not going to happen, but you know, could we ask those guys to step in to do some of the things that Murray has been able to do? And could we ask guys like Porter and Gordon, you know, to go ahead and do far more to really, really step up. Like, could they hit that stride that the Nuggets had, you know, if, if guys really put out, you know, their, their max effort and play to like their highest potential? I guess I'm asking you like what this team looks like on paper and on the floor, but may, was I being a little harsh maybe with the Nuggets getting a first round exit? No, I think that's, uh, I think that's in line. Uh, I can see a first round exit now that Murray's out. Um, just for me, you know, guys like Gordon or PJ Dozer, even Amante Morris, you know, those are, you know, players, you know, that have really good, you know, skill sets. But as far as what Murray brought to that team, he brought a, a elite playmaking ability as well as an elite ability to score the ball as well at a very um, consistent basis he was starting to round into. And I just don't think that they have a, a player – um, like that on the roster outside of Jokic that could, you know, come close to picking up the type of production and impact that Murray is going to leave, you know, leave behind now that he's not available to play. I do think that, you know, Gordon or Porter Jr. or even Amante Morris, they're capable of having, you know, big games. But as far as that consistency that Murray was starting to bring, and we know that he's more than capable of doing uh, night in, night out basis, I just don't think that they – that they have that, you know, between the guys left on the roster. I think their best bet 
would be to, you know, look to see if they can, you know, pick up a guy on, on a waiver or something like that. Um, a guy that comes to mind, uh, I believe that he was with the team, you know, a couple of years ago would be an Isaiah Thomas. You know, he's on a 10-day thing with the Pelicans. And I think that's running out pretty soon. And if the Nuggets would be open to bringing him back, I think that he can be like a poor man's version of a Jamal Murray. He looked healthy and we all know that he's hungry, you know, for another opportunity. And I think that he could step in and, you know, kind of, you know, not do what Murray was doing, but, you know, kind of fulfill the role more than what they have on the roster a little bit. So, yeah, I just don't think they have, you know, a collection of players that could bring to the table what Murray was able to bring. I think they're going to have to go have to go outside to try to find that. That's interesting because I didn't even think about somebody like Isaiah Thomas. And I think that, you know, that there are certain qualities and, and certain styles of play that really go into it. Thomas might be one of those guys that they could bring in that could certainly, you know, give them a boost because, you know, we're not out there on the floor and that team knows you know, what they would need to bring in to kind of mimic, you know, as much as they can. I, I, I just don't feel like you're going to get much more out of Jokic. I mean, what more can you ask that guy to do um, on the floor? I, I just don't feel like they can get more out of him. I think maybe they can squeeze Gordon. They could squeeze Porter, um, you know, ask Barton to become, you know, more of an elite scorer, something like that. It, it stinks because, you know, we were doing podcasts last year when we were talking about Murray when he was in the bubble and it was like, he was getting back to that. And that's why, like, you know, once you started talking about Gordon and Porter was back and Barton's out there, I'm like, man, I'm like, if Jokic is playing at this level and Murray can get back to that level, nobody wants to see these guys. And um, he was electric last year in that bubble. And then I, I felt like he was getting right back to that. And that's one of the reasons why I was kind of like, man, the nugs, man. Because I, I wrote them off. You know, I just wrote them off you know, after they kind of just didn't, I felt like maybe that they potentially could be like a one, two, three seed this year. And, you know, they, they didn't get there. So um, I, I kind of just wrote them off, but as of now, I'll write them off, man, but maybe they'll get lucky and maybe they can go ahead and maybe get through a series. I don't know. I guess we'll find out about that. I do have a pick here guys for the magic and the bulls. Smooth probably isn't going to go ahead and give me his blessing for this particular game, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you guys the bulls. Very simple handicap bulls lost a couple games on the road there. They had a little bit of a tough road stretch, but now they're going to come back home uh, for three games in which I think that there's a good possibility that the bulls can go ahead and, and probably win their next three games. There's a lot of points though for Chicago to go ahead and lay. Uh, they're going to lay nine and a half points here against the magic, but I feel like the magic are just dead and gone. Um, that's a team that, you know, if they can go ahead and, and better their chances to end up with a better draft pick, um, they'll do so. If you go through and you look at what the Magic have done, you know, just over their last 10 games, they've lost six straight in a row and they're 10 and what are they, 10 and 9? No, they're 7 and 18 on the road. So uh, I just feel like that team is just dead and gone and uh, they're going to do anything they can to go and remain, you know, in those bottom four teams to go in with the, uh, you know, the better percentage to go ahead and land, you know, the top pick. So I'll go ahead. I'll give you guys the Bulls nine and a half. I'm not even going to ask Smooth if he agrees or disagrees. Um, I figure if I just don't get his answer, um, I'll feel a little bit better about that. But anyway, with that said, Smooth, you're not going to get your chance to go ahead and and buck me on the on the Magic and Bulls. But I will get my chance to do that with the Nets and the Sixers. Right now, we got Philly. Uh, they're going to be laying six and a half points to the Nets. 
We have no total on this game right now. Uh, you guys can go ahead and bet this one right now at FanDuel. It's late, so there aren't a lot of lines out, but FanDuel does have the line on this one. Both teams coming off of a win. Looks like Kyrie Irving probably might not play in this one, but smooth. You got to pick on this one. Sixers, net. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna back the Sixers and lay the lay the six and a half. Um, for me, it just comes down to a battle of two teams where uh, chemistry is a, a big play for me. You know, with the Sixers, pretty much being together all season and going back to you know the last couple of years with their core players. You know, being you know being there and you know Doc Rivers coming in and um, you know ironing out some some chemistry issues and then playing at their best. You know, this year, you know, between Harris Simmons and Embiid and bringing in the role players like Green, uh, Dwight Howard and uh, Seth Curry. Um, I just think that they have that working for them in their favor. Obviously, all know, you know, the Nets, you know, their big three only playing, you know, seven games together with guys in and out of the lineup, either for personal uh, reasons. If we're talking about Kyrie or, you know, big injuries with uh, Kevin Durant or even, you know, James Harden and just shuffling guys in and out of the lineup and things of that nature. The Nets, you know, they're coming off of back-to-back. They play the T-Wolves earlier today, uh, day game, so they're going to be traveling. Uh, Like you already mentioned, you know, Kyrie more than likely will be out. Listed as questionable right now. And the last update that I saw on ESPN, um, he more than likely missed his game and rejoined the team on um, Friday when they play the Hornets. But just a, a key factor that jumped out to me when I was breaking down this game or studying this game is that um, when these teams played back in February, uh, they were miss uh, the Nets were missing two of their big three players, and the and they were seven point underdogs. So they're more than likely going to miss two of their big three players again for this matchup, and they're a six. They're going to open up as a six and a half point underdog, and they lost that game outright by sixteen. So I just don't think that you can miss you know this much ta- uh, as much talent as they're going to miss from the floor. You know, when you're going up a team, you know, in the Sixers where, you can, where you're going to possibly, you know, meet them in the Eastern Conference Finals and they've already beat you twice uh, pretty, you know, pretty handily. So I just think that they have that edge uh, with this also being a, a nationally televised spot, you know, on ESPN. Uh, I think it's another great opportunity for Joel, Joel Embiid to strengthen his case for MVP. Um, he dominated, you know, uh, the Nets. You know, in their first game, I think he's going to be able to do that again tonight, you know, when the game starts. And then also, it's another strong case, you know, for Ben Simmons to make, you know, for a defensive player of the year with him more than likely, you know, matching up with KD when KD's out there and just watching the Sixers throughout the year and Ben Simmons, what he's been able to do on the defensive end, you know, against, you know, other teams, you know, elite players, you know, top 10 from top five top 15 players in the league, you know, he makes it really difficult, you know, with his length and strength and athleticism and his uh, his ability and want to, you know, to play defense. So I think he's going to have that opportunity as well. And if Kevin Durant's going to be out there without two of his two of his running mates, um, it'll be a lot easier for, you know, Ben Simmons and the rest of the team, you know, to kind of focus in on Katie and make it and make it difficult for him and, and with it being the back-to-back, you know, the second game of a back-to-back for the Nets, um, you know, if this game, you know, if this game is like a double-digit game around the third quarter, you know, late in the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, I could very well see, you know, the Nets just throwing in the towel and not playing KD, KD anymore and just moving on. So I just think that 
you know, in this matchup, you know, the Sixers, I think this game means more to them, you know, just seeing how the Nets have been treating the regular season and matchups like this, you know, doesn't really matter to them. They're just looking forward, forward to the playoffs when, you know, hopefully everybody's back, you know, and, and healthy playing for them. So, yeah, I'm going to, you know, back the Sixers and lay the points. All right. Well, you might be surprised with this one, Smooth, because you know how high I am on the Nets and you know how much I've dogged Philly, you know, probably, I guess, since the beginning of the year. But I think situationally, this game smells like a blowout. I think that that's probably what's going to what's going to happen here. I think the first indicator is six and a half. Like you would never expect the Nets who are tied with Philly, even with KD out there to be getting six and a half points. But the fact that the line six and a half, it does smell a little funny to me. But if you look at, at Philly, right, they got Brooklyn. But then they have, you know, they have a tough string of games coming up. They got the Clippers next after that. Then they got to play Steph Curry. Then they got to play Chris Paul. Then they got to play Giannis back-to-back. And it's like you don't want to lose any particular game. But the fact that they're coming off the road and now they're going to get Brooklyn, I feel in a prime spot, as you had mentioned, you know, they, they got to deal with the back-to-back situation that, you know, there is a good chance that – and look, I, th- I think – with Brooklyn, you know, when it comes to KD, that there's a chance they might limit his minutes anyway and go out there and just kind of go through the motions. But you had mentioned that, you know, Kyrie probably comes back Friday and then they play the Hornets on Friday. So they could easily just pick that game right back up and go out there and get a win. And then they play Miami. I think they're on the road at Miami. I feel like that might be the game or or maybe it's even the Charlotte game. Like I could see Brooklyn actually looking ahead here, which it seems a little crazy but I feel like that they might actually look ahead here. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they got bombed in this game. But just because Philadelphia, they're going to have to be laser focused right now, you know, coming off the road. And as I had mentioned, they got the Clippers, Golden State, Phoenix, back-to-back against the Bucks. I don't know, man. My gut feeling says that this game ends ugly. And we're talking about this one uh, come Thursday morning about how the Nets got smashed uh, against Philly. And look, Philly's been really good at home this year. They've only lost five home games uh, all season long. I think they have the second best road record, second best home record in the league, uh, next to the Utah Jazz. So, smooth. I'm with you. I'm going to give you my blessings on Philly here. Uh, I don't feel like they'll let me down here, and I, I actually don't feel like Brooklyn is going to go in there and really put a scare into Philly in this particular game. Um, I think the six and a half is telling us, look, Philly is is worth the bet here. But I don't think the line really matters, man. I have a gut feeling that everything I'm looking at situationally right now tells me that this game ends in a romper. I would even consider maybe even looking at playing maybe some of the Brooklyn guys' player props under. If you want to wrap up anything with that, but you might be surprised you're getting my blessing on Philly here over Brooklyn, but I'm with you 100%, man, 100%. Yeah, I'm shocked I'm hearing you give uh, Philly some love, but just uh, one more uh, point on this game. I know the odds aren't up right now. You mentioned player props for this matchup, but I'll also take a look at when it's posted, you know, what the line would be like for uh, a Ben Simmons triple double um, as well. I think he could have a big game and really show um, his critics that um, even though he's not a three point shooter and probably would, will, uh, will never be in his career. He impacts the game in uh, so many other ways. So, I think that'll be a, a good look to take as well for a player prop. All right. Well, there you go, guys. Some solid stuff there. Smoothie's going to go ahead. He's going to back Philadelphia minus six and a half. I'm in agreement with them there. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to back the Bulls minus a nine and a half. 
We don't want Smooth's opinion on that game because I don't want him to buck my pick because I'll feel bad about it. And then uh, we cover a little bit of Jamal Murray stuff in our. Uh, I guess we're not we're not too high on them right now, you know, with the with the loss of Murray for the Nuggets. So that'll wrap it up, guys. Quick and easy. As always, you guys can find me on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Smooth at Smooth underscore seven hundred two, and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on Wednesday. Enjoy the games. <laughs>